This artifact was commissioned by Sheil Kapadia to tell the origin story of the Two Dopeless Hope Fiends podcast. Hello, I'm John from Artifact, and I spoke with the two creators of the podcast, Mike Passero and Mike Pirro. They shared their journey of two high school friends reconnecting, recovering from addiction, and channeling their energy into this podcast, which has brought joy and catharsis to themselves and their many listeners. So here is their story. We're here to talk about these podcasts and the journey you two have been able to go on together. So let's go right back to the start of this. Can you tell me how you first met each other and what your early impressions of each other were? We first met each other when we were like 10 years old at baseball camp, and I really didn't like him. Uh, Mike Passer, I was like, oh, wow, this kid's kind of, you know, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, we met each other at baseball camp, and then I think maybe four or five years later, we started high school together. So we've known each other for, I mean, 20 years now, 20 plus years now. And uh, yeah, we just kind of synced right up, you know, yeah. always kind of on the same page about movies and whatnot. Yeah, so there's never really been any like life altering kind of arguments or events with us. We've always kind of been on the same page with stuff, uh, which sometimes was a detriment. <laughs> we both kind of, you know, <laughs> fell into addiction. We're both obviously clean now, but yes, yeah, so kind of two peas in a pod, I guess you'd say. Couldn't have said it better. Let's talk now about this reconnecting that you two had. And I guess if you'd like, and if you're comfortable, can you talk about the addiction that you both went through and how that contributed to you two falling out of contact for a few years? Sure. So yeah, I mean, we are obviously both from the same uh, hometown. We grew up together, but I would say at about 2010, maybe 2011, Mike Pirro moved out to California, if I'm not mistaken. And it was around that time when our addictions were definitely at their heaviest, but I had to get I had to get clean in 2012. It was just enough was enough. I turned 25 in rehab and we really disconnected, not even just from the move. We obviously did still text a lot, talk all the time, stuff like that. But it was our addictions along with the distance really kind of pushed us further away. And I got clean before him. So there was definitely, uh, you know, it would have been the same if he got clean before me, if I was still using vice versa. That definitely put a rift because it's really tough to stay close to a, a best friend who is still using when you are clean. So that was right around 2012. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Tell me about that period. How did you get to a point where you were able to both share with each other and help each other with what you were going through? We definitely both got addicted together when we were, you know, 17, 18, starting to dabble. Uh, we both went down to college in Florida uh, at the same time. That's where we kind of got introduced to more heavier opiates and stuff. And then you flash forward, you know, when we're 23 or whatever, and I move half, I move all the way across the country and we're both still using, but we're talking here and there. And then, you know, it's hard when someone's on the other side of the country. So... We were both doing our thing, and for different reasons, Mike Passero had to get clean before me, and that just, like, I remember a quick story. I was still living in California, and he called me from rehab, and it was one of the worst lies I've ever told in my life. 
he called me from rehab and I felt so bad for him, but he's like, you know, I'm doing good. I've been in here, you know, a week and a half or two weeks. And I told him that I was clean. Like I said, oh man, yeah, I'm doing good too. Like I cut back and I'm actually clean now. Like I did it on my own and blah, 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 which was just a lie. And I'll always remember that moment, just sitting in my apartment, talking to one of my, my best friend my whole life and knowing he just went through something so hard. And I was like, oh yeah, I just did that too. On my own, I'm clean. Meanwhile, I was in the height of my addiction. So um, we couldn't have been further apart in where we were. And then when I finally moved back to Stanford, that's when we, as you said, reconnected physically. Like we saw each other. We all went out with our friends and we were like, oh, wow, hey. And we started talking about movies. And then we said, hey, let's do a podcast. And that's kind of where it all uh, took off from. If you're comfortable, can you talk about that process once you got back to Stanford? What was it like when you were trying to get clean after your best friend of so many years had already done that? And how were you able to be there for each other during that time? Um, yeah, it was, it was tough. I knew it's almost like a little bit of a jealousy thing where you're like, I didn't know how hard he had it. Cause I'd never been to rehab, right? I never tried to get clean. So I was like, wow, like past did it. Like he got clean and he's doing good now. I'm never going to do that. I'm going to die a drug addict. I'm going to go broke a drug. Like it's all these thoughts that you're never going to do it. So but then I remember he was the first person I called two years later when I was going to enter rehab. Like I called him the day before and I was like, I'm going to rehab tomorrow. I, I have to let you know. And he was like, dude, you can do this. And, you know, I did it. You can do it. So all the kind of negative emotions and like lying and drifting apart um, kind of all kind of went away when I came back and I was clean and he had been clean for, you know, two years and I'm fresh clean, but we're on the same page and we're back to when it, it, we were like freshmen in high school and it wasn't about drugs. It was just about movies and laughing and, and that kind of stuff. So it, it really was like, we didn't miss a beat when I moved back here because we both were clean. We knew we were clean. We weren't lying to each other. And yeah, so it was actually easy to reconnect and start hanging out again. There was no animosity or any of those kind of negative emotions. So that's from my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I will say, John, I was definitely from my end. I'm not going to lie. I told my friends who we, that's the reason why we kind of met up because other people from California were home. And it was like, oh, let's all meet up. I told one of our best friends, also Dave Sotini, I was like, I'm nervous about seeing P. I haven't seen him for two years. And I was just nervous about everything. Like I knew he was clean, but there was still just something that, that, that was a little like, unsettling. I was just like, I'm, I'm like, man, you know, I haven't seen him in a couple of years and what's it going to be like? Gonna That's be like? what the nerves were about. Not about, oh my God, is he using again? Yeah. No, I knew he was clean. It was, are we going to still be the same? And it literally took five minutes. And like Mikey just said before, and I know it's confusing because we're both Mikey and we're yep. both Mike P, but Mikey before <laughs> said, it's like, we just got back on the same track and we, we really, really did. And I think from that night, we literally were like, all right, let's hang out tomorrow or something. And it just, it. we just got right back to it. I just wanted to say that. That's incredible. And, and it shows how powerful these like long-term childhood friendships can be that you can just immediately pick up where you left off. And so I want to talk about your shared love of movies. Cause I think it's really cool that it was going to a movie together that launched you on this journey of podcasting. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about that experience and how that manifested? 
Sure. I'll just jump out and say, yeah, I mean, we've always been big Kevin Smith fans. Uh, we grew up with Dogma, especially Clerks. Uh, Mall Rats is probably our favorite amongst the both of us. But yeah, so when we see a movie that's practical effects, horror, Kevin Smith, oh my God, we're, we're going to go see it. So we were so excited to see it. and See what? Oh, sorry. Tusk. The movie Tusk. Yep. 20, I apologize. The movie Tusk. Yep. So something after, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Mikey, but I thought it was after the movie mm. was when we initially discussed like, because there's a podcaster in it. Justin Long plays a podcast. Kevin Smith has his own podcast that, that I definitely listened to. I know Mikey did too at the time too. But I think it was after that movie where it was like, hey, I think we can just start a podcast. We listened to 10 on our own that yep. we never knew we listened to. And then when we reconnected, we discussed it. So I'm pretty sure it was after the movie when we said, you know, I think we can just do it. Let's just give it a shot. Am I right? Was no. it after to you? No, yeah. it was right after yeah. we were like, oh, we saw a movie about a podcaster who gets turned into a walrus and it's weird. That's fine. <laughs> but, oh, wow. Yeah, it's easy to do a podcast. And yeah. like the next weekend, we set up an iPad and we were like, it was the, a total bougie setup, even though we both went to like audio engineering school and we know right. how to do this stuff. We didn't have any equipment. We're like, oh, let's just do it through an iPad. And that it's that simple. It was like, oh yeah, let's do this. And seven years later, we're still doing it. We have another one. Uh, we're on YouTube now. So it's like, it's just that simple that we saw a movie about a podcaster and then started a podcast. That's it. Perfect. That's great. I mean, yeah, what a clean way to set yourselves off on this. And I want to dive into the motivations behind doing this. Can you speak about what made you feel like you wanted to get your voices out there? Was it to help others? Was it for your own catharsis? And was it for each other as well? Can you talk about those feelings behind doing this? Yeah, I think for us, we both didn't go to a lot of like meetings, like AA meetings. We did it with kind of when we both first got clean. But so just for a short answer, we kind of use this as something to focus on, do every week, schedule, routine, not stop doing it. And then, like you said, the plus side of telling our stories from rehab. Like we have a whole episode where we go through in detail both of our rehab stories. So it was definitely a way to tell our stories. And hopefully if other people hear, we've gotten messages. People are like, oh, wow, we heard your story. And that's so cool because we have no shame about talking about our past or anything. Mm. But for me, I think it was let me focus. I need to focus on something. I need to drill my time because, you know, the what's the saying? The devil's hands are idle, whatever the yeah. saying is. <laughs> yeah. So we, I just didn't want to be bored. And doing this was, for me, the best meeting, the best therapy I can do. And it worked out in that way. Yeah. I mean, I personally tried the, when you get out of rehab, it's always recommended to do 90 and 90. It's 90 meetings in 90 days. I probably got to about 30 to 40 and it just wasn't for me. Like, yeah, I saw the benefit of it, but I just remember saying, man, I'm just surrounding myself by so many people who half of them are actually still on drugs right now. So it just, something didn't really click for me for the NAAA, but we definitely used the podcast as a way to hold each other accountable. You know, we would try to stick to at least once to, or even twice a week. I mean, there were weeks we were doing three a week. So it was a nice way to, to hold each other accountable, but also get caught up on everything that we missed in each other's lives in the previous two years. So yeah, to go back to your original question. Yeah, I think it really hit all three of those things. And it definitely helped us reconnect in and make our relationship even stronger because I wouldn't be able to do this podcast with anybody else. And uh I'm going to speak for him too, and I think yep. he'll say the same thing. <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, I think if anyone's able to 
speak for each other in this instance. It's it's you guys. Can you talk to me about what it was like to do this and then really see it resonate with people and when you realized that this was something that was, I'm sure, helpful to people going through what you went through as well? Yeah, um, a- absolutely. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. No, sorry. I was... Um, you nailed it right on the head. Um, we didn't do this in most part for anybody else. We really did it for us. We were like, we need to do this. Like if people start listening, great. We always said, I don't care if two people listen, right? We're doing this because we want to do this. And I feel like that's organic and it's authentic. And in life, those are the best things that are really authentic. There's no, you know, we weren't shilling products and it wasn't this. It was like, let's do this because we want to do this. And then a year, two, three down the road, we had ex-addicts come on and they told their story of how they got clean and how they got sober. Then we had our friends come on that just were like, oh, you do a podcast? I want to come on. We did that. So it was, I think from the beginning, we both said the number one thing is do not stop. So many people we know that started a podcast and it's gone. In three weeks, they just stopped doing it. Right. We, ne- we just never did because we didn't care who listened, how many people. We just didn't care. We wanted to do this. And that's why I think we're still doing it now mm. is because we want to do this. That And to me, it's the simplest way to put it is that we want to do this podcast. And in, in both of our cases, we've definitely had people reach out that just completely blindsided me. I told the story on the podcast and I told Mikey, I ran into a guy at a gas station who used to be a member at a gym where I used to work. His name was John. I'm not going to say his last name. But John ran into me, and he was like, hey, um, I left the gym because I was in the worst place of my life. I've been hooked on XYZ for about two years, and I had to leave the gym because I had no motivation. He goes, I listened to the first 300 episodes or however many it was at the time, maybe 200, 300 episodes of your podcast. And it really helped when I was in recovery. And when he said that, it was like the best news I probably have ever heard because I did not expect it. I haven't seen this guy in months. I knew him by his name and we used to talk inside the gym. And for him to come out and say, hey, I randomly stumbled upon your podcast. You guys definitely talk about everything that I like, which is pop culture, movies, and then you sprinkle in addiction. I just figured... If these guys did it, so can I. And and I, I even remember telling Mikey that and just the look on his face that somebody was actually, that we actually helped somebody in even just one day of, of being clean was amazing. It was one of the best things that ever happened. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That must be just an incredible feeling to feel like in some ways what you went through was worth it and that you were able to pass on lessons and help someone else when they really needed it as well. And so mm. I, I want to ask you about some specific episodes that stand out for you. And you both mentioned episode 17, which is a mm. breakdown of your rehab experiences. Can you talk about what makes that episode so special to both of you? Sure. I mean, yeah, to be honest, we'll get to episode 1000 for Two Dope Soap Fiends and we'll do 300 movie reviews. But if someone ever asks me, hey, where should I start? I always like to throw out episode 17. Do you remember the title? I always screw it up. Yeah, it's like Pass and Peas Excellent, Excellent Adventure in, in Rehab because all of our episodes <laughs> are based on movie on movie titles. And uh, I'm starting to run out of ideas here. We're on episode yeah. 400. I'm like, how many movies can we do? But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's the title. That's the one, yeah. So I just like to throw that out there because, again, obviously the, the podcast isn't all about one thing. It's about many things. But I, I just love throwing that out there because it's like, hey, if you didn't Yes, you're going to look at us, and if you knew us, maybe, or even just saw pictures, you go, oh, you guys are movie buffs, you guys like horror, you guys are, you, de- you definitely know your stuff, but if you want to hear the story, 
that I think is so unique to every single person, uh, especially with us. We both went to a rehab in two different states. We have such different stories. So I love going back and listening to that once every couple of years and be like, oh, yeah. And like it gives me goosebumps hearing it. So that's why episode 17 is so important to me is that it tells our story that most people don't know what we had to go through. And they're both their own adventure and, and amazing in their own way. So that's what I would say. Yeah, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it's the, we weren't going to tell our rehab story every episode. So we wanted to tell it once Mm -hmm. in detail and let people listen to it. So even though it was recorded five years ago, six years ago, whatever, it's still true. And we didn't want to keep repeating the same story. Mm. So we said, let's just lay it all out. So if people do want to know, because rehab's a very hidden thing. There's not many movies or documentaries on it. It's a very hidden world. So we just wanted to tell in detail our exact experience and always have the episode that people can go back and listen to. Because, I mean, it's not a story we want to repeat every week. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Can you speak about how your dynamic in particular, having known each other for so long, in addition to going through these similar experiences together, has made it, if not easy, comfortable for the two of you to speak so openly with each other and have this dialogue around a topic that, like you said, often isn't talked about or sometimes is uncomfortable for people to talk about? We started doing drugs together, and so we never really hid anything from us. You know, I mean, I, I know I told earlier that, like, you know, I lied on the phone when he got clean, but we started doing drugs together. So we would lie to some of our other friends, but we were always like, oh, what, what uh, you know, how many uh, pills did you get tonight? Whatever. Mm. So it was our thing. So flash forward years later, there's nothing. We don't hide anything from each other. So it's just comfortable. It's like we're sitting on a couch talking and it's just, it's intangible. There's nothing, it's hard to describe like the chemistry and back and forth that we have with each other. It's weird. You really can't put it into words, but it just feels authentic and real. And there's no, I don't know. There's just nothing, there's no barrier between us. So it makes it easy. But again, we're both the kind of people that will tell our past and our worst stories and our best stories to anyone, really. We really don't mind talking about it. We don't have a lot of shame. So I do think that also affects it. So Yeah, I mean, I've never, that's well said. I mean, I never felt like I couldn't recommend our podcast to someone just because of what we said. It's like, hey, I put it out there. I don't, again, if it's two people or 10,000, doesn't matter. It's like, I'm willing to say that, but I'm willing to say a lot of that because of the relationship of the person in the room with me. So I don't feel that judgment. And I just feel like there really is nothing that we won't bring up. And we really don't put up that guard when it comes to podcasting. And yeah, I, I mean, I have told people, hey, you know, if they if they haven't met me, if it was like a new date or something, and they ask, I say, hey, you might, you know, you can listen to this, but we talk about some drugs, you know. We see, I don't. I I say, (laughs) if I ever meet a girl, I'm like, listen. Oh, you, oh, you do a podcast? I go, no, I've never done a podcast before in my life. I do not. What is a podcast? What? Yeah, what is a podcast? Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, but again, I just, I'm comfortable with getting it out there. And uh, yeah, it really has to do with uh, just the people that we are, just how open we become. I mean, if we maybe had a guard up for (laughs) two episodes, that was six years ago. So yeah, we we are super open and uh, we're going to always be like that. I know obviously recovery is in a sense a lifelong process. And how has doing this been helpful for the two of you as individuals? Um, Yeah, I love just anything. I'm kind of an obsessive person. So if I can focus on something productive, it's great rather than, you know, drugs or gambling or whatever it is. So to do this and, you know, do it once or twice a week, record for a couple hours, but all the other work is what I love. I love the editing. I love the thinking of the topics that we're going to do the night before. Mm. All the extra stuff is what 
I don't know. I always need something to look forward to, right? And as a drug addict, I feel like a lot of them do. It's like you always need something to look forward to. So drugs go away and it's like, well, you know, I want something to look forward to. So this podcast, I look forward to it. Like I mm. look forward to, we have another one where we strictly review movies. So like, I cannot wait for a new movie to come out just because we're going to do a podcast episode and YouTube video about that movie. And then to edit that down and put the clips in. And I love focusing on all that stuff. It just kind of, for lack of a better term, keeps me going. So I guess the shortest way to say it is I love to focus on something that is not drugs or gambling or whatever it is. So, um, yeah. That's right. Me. I mean, we we all definitely have our own vices, but I definitely look at the podcast as one in itself, too. It's like if something happens where, you know, we're stuck in a blizzard or we can't get down here or something or even COVID, it was just weird when we had to do it over Zoom. It was just really like a shock to the system. Like, damn, hey, man, we haven't done an in-person podcast in three weeks. And it felt so weird. So it's just a part of life now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, it, it was such a strange feeling. Like when we came in for the first COVID episode, we had <laughs> gloves on. Yeah, Mikey was spraying lice all the time because again yeah. the country didn't know what was yep. going on it took us a couple months but it's such a part that's of how our life. dedicated we are yeah. right sorry to interrupt but that's how we were like oh two two weeks of three weeks of covid we're like ah whatever man let's space eight feet apart we'll spray i was spraying lice all over the place so uh i touch a doorknob you spray it that's it, was it. Like, oh when you left though i wiped down everything everything you know okay yeah, yeah if yeah, i yeah, cleared yeah. my throat john it was like yep. whoa 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 did you Dude. Did you get COVID or just, and it was like, no, man, it was just a little tickle. I'm good. I'm fine. I, I swallowed. Uh, That's the how much we love podcasting, I guess, yeah. is the best way. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. So now looking at where you guys are today, can you talk about this spinoff podcast you've done getting on YouTube? What that process has been like, the response you've gotten from everything you've done and how that allowed you to move forward and do even more together? Yeah. I don't remember who had the idea, but we said, you know what? This has been our personal podcast, Two Dopa Fiends. Let's do one about the thing we love. Let's review an, every new movie that comes out. But we were like, wait, Game of Thrones is coming out. So we, the last season. So we reviewed every episode of Game of Thrones, called it Fiends Watch, like um, Night's Watch in the show Game of Thrones. I don't know if um, everyone knows that, but we wanted to do a niche podcast and we love movies and we love talking about them. So we started that. And then I said, you know what? We need to start filming. Good stuff. Not, not nothing dirty. We're filming clean stuff, you know. All clean. Um, YouTube. So uh, yeah. So I said, you know what? We really need to branch out to video. So we started filming like a year ago and started putting them out on YouTube. And uh, it's for me, it's been the funnest thing of the past like year and a half. Is just I love the video aspect of it. I love like when we're recording, I'm like, oh shit, that's gonna be a good edit. Like mm. we're gonna put in, you know, what a clip of it's always sunny right here. Just something. It, it adds an extra element to it, and the response has been great. Besides, we had an episode on Midsummer, uh, which is an Ari Aster film. It's gotten like, you mm-hmm. know, 5,000 downloads in like, you know, when we released it within like two months. But it was a very controversial episode because we, it was just like we weren't saying characters' names and stuff like that. So it was just very controversial. But again, it was the biggest episode, quick, quick 5,000 downloads in like two months. We're like, okay, that's good. We right. just started this podcast. So it's mm-hmm. definitely been more of a, su- a successful podcast in that sense. But uh, it just allows us to talk about the thing we love, movies. Yeah, and it's like every week we try to obviously get the big ones. We're going to do the Wonder Womans. We're going to do the Godzilla versus Kongs. But we try to find the ones like, oh, this is a new indie horror film that a lot of people aren't really talking about. So it's the hunt for the movie. Like when Psycho Gorman came out, I don't know if you're familiar with it. I can watch the movie any day, every day of the week. But 
it was something that just, it popped, it came out. I, not too many people were reviewing it. So next thing you know, our video on the movie Psycho Gorman just kind of, in our world, blew up, right? Yeah, that 1,500 views sure. or whatever in a week. We're like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. Like, awesome, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, so. so we like the hunt. We also, it's the thrill of, oh, hey, man, it's Friday. Uh, we got to do Fiends Watch on Wednesday. This just dropped mm -hmm. me down, and it's, we're mm -hmm. always down to do it. So yeah. it's like the thrill of new content. And I'm sure, obviously, John, I'm sure you can relate to that. You understand. But it's like just getting something new out there. And Mikey does all the editing. So I can't sit here without giving him his props. The man Thank is an editing Thank genius, you. and he's what makes the videos look good. I just had to say that before I stopped talking. Thank about you, it. man. I really appreciate that compliment. Fantastic. <laughs> I will second that because as a former editor, that can be a, a soul-crushing task at times. And um, mm. yeah, that, that's really cool. I mean, it's especially some of those more indie movies that will have that much more committed fan base as well who really seek out content around it. So that's really nice that you found that niche there. And so exactly. as yes. we're getting towards near the end of the interview, I want to ask you about what the future looks like. You've had this years long journey together. How do you want to continue to make stuff over the coming years and serve the audience that you've built? So I'm going to just jump out and say, so for our Two Dopeless Hope Fiends podcast, we do intros for every single podcast, which I personally don't know any other podcast that do it. We always try to find them, but we do intros, which are little shorts. Comedy sketches. Comedy or sketches horror or sketches, horror sketches yeah. right before the actual intro yeah. song kicks in. They could be a minute. They could be four minutes. Yeah. We've had some crazy ones that Mikey took, you know, two weeks to, yeah, to, to yeah, edit yeah. all the audio. So what I'd like to think, and I know we've discussed it, is we want to start doing more video shorts, like all the good ones. And we always have to come up with the intro before every episode. Sometimes it's pre-planned. Most of the times it's just, hey, let's just come up with this, you know, right now, right before we start recording. So I think for the future of us is getting more horror shorts made, uh, video uh, comedy shorts made. We have a script idea that we definitely want to see if we can at least get it down to paper. So I think along with the two podcasts that we're always going to continue to do, I like to think that we're going to start to make more shorts and hopefully one day possibly get a feature, mm -hmm. even looked at. I'm yeah. not saying made. Yeah. Someone look at the idea that we have if we do a 30-page, a yeah. uh, what do they call it, a short? No, what do they call it, a 30-page treatment. Treatment, treatment. Yeah. So that's what I would like to say about us, yeah. our future. I agree with everything you just said because we already have all the ideas. We've done 400 intros that are all little like Mad TV or SNL sketches, but they're just audio versions of them. Sound effects and acting, it's all that, but just they're not visual. So we have all these ideas. So yeah, I would definitely love to film like the five or 10 best of those. But also my number one thing is just let's keep doing it. Let's not stop. I don't care if we're... 50 years old and we're still, you know, oh yeah, you know, Transformers 18 came out today <laughs> and this week the Fiends watched, uh, you know, I, I don't care. I just want to do this for as long as we can and just never stop focusing and never letting it fall to the wayside because life comes at you, you know, whatever. There's so many different things that happen in life that can take your attention away from things, but this has been one constant that hasn't gone away. And we've both been through ups and downs and not relapses or anything. We've both been clean. I just hit seven years. Mikey hit nine years a couple months ago. So thank you, thank you. not that <laughs> bad, but we've all dealt with different things. But the one thing that hasn't changed is we still, at least once a week, get together and do a podcast. And that's awesome. I, I love that we have that. Like we're known as the podcast guys around Stanford. Everybody's like, how's the podcast? Can I come on the podcast? Blah, 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 blah. 
I love that. To mm. me, I take pride in that. I don't care if 500 people listen or, or 5 million people listen. It's just, I love that that's us. Because if someone else was doing it, I would go, wow, why aren't we doing it? Mm. So I just love that it stayed constant and I just want it to stay constant and for us to never stop doing it. Yeah, that's an incredible outlook. And I think it sounds like all driven from that initial inspiration, which was to do this for yourselves, right? And like you said, mm. the best art comes out of that philosophy. What advice would you give based on what you two have been through together? I would say, I'm just going to rip off the cuff. So take Please one. Go. Go. <laughs> I would say, do what you love. Make sure it's something that you don't hate doing. Like I love recording. I love editing. I love this stuff. So whether you want to start a business with your friends or you want to paint or you want to do a podcast, you want to do music, whatever it is, just do it. Like whatever you want to do, the first step is to do it. People are like, how to write a script, write a script. How do you start a podcast? Start a podcast. How do you make a movie? Make a movie. It's that simple. So any advice to people struggling in any end of the spectrum, find something you love and just do it any way you can. Just do it and everything else will come. Wow. I will say on my end, I'm just going to throw in, since Mikey covered that, I'm just going to throw in a little uh, addiction anecdote. Why not? So obviously he and I now combined of 16 years of being clean. I would have never guessed at certain times in my life and his life that we would have ever stopped. It was just an ongoing cycle. We both luckily got out of that cycle turned our lives around for the better. And for anybody who is listening who is struggling with addiction, you just have to know that every day will get better when you stop using. It's going to get better. It's going to suck in the beginning. You're going to be struggling and wishing that you didn't stop. But the day you wake up and you're no longer sick and you're no longer physically addicted to the drug, it's going to be one of the best days of your life. That's all I got to say. 